Cutting room combos may not be suitable for younger listeners. In addition to a language advisory, this podcast may contain themes that are sensitive or triggering to our audience. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Cutting Room Convos, everybody. I'm Yasmin, and shit, I forgot I forgot to look at my freaking lines. I'm Jenny, and I'm stalling while she looks at her freaking lines. <laughs> um, I'm Jenny, and I like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. <laughs> oh my god. I'm quoting Shrek. Not even the song, I'm quoting Shrek. <laughs> my name is Yasmin, and I'd go to prom in pig's blood. <laughs> Timeless classic, love it. Yes. <laughs> oh, you. you I did mine already because oh. I was stalling for you. Remember? Uh, gotcha, gotcha. Sorry. That's okay. All right. So the movie we are gonna be really talking about today is the movie X from 2022 by Ty West. Oh, I've been pronouncing it T.I. West because of T.I. Oh my God! I mean. <laughs> That'd be funny if that sure was it's, actually... It's probably Thai, considering the I is lowercase. <laughs> All right. Um, so, in case no one knows about this movie at all, it's about a porn film crew that rents a farmhouse for their next film. Um, and the farmhouse owner's wife is a horny murderer who gets obsessed with one of the porn stars. <laughs> that wraps it up very neatly in a nice little bow. I did my best. <laughs> And I'm hoping I'll wrap it up nicely in this summary as well. <laughs> um, so we open. Oh, do you have initial thoughts? Oh, sorry, no. <laughs> or do we do initial thoughts after the summary? I don't remember. We we sometimes do, but let's do it. <laughs> okay, you first. Um, ha, you know, I liked it in the slasher aspect. Okay. In the sex aspect, I'm good. I don't, yeah, I think it was, <laughs> I honestly think that it was just set with like the... Well, we haven't seen Pearl, which is the prequel to oh, this movie. Which I want to see. Yeah, but I think that it could have done without any of the porn scenes, too. Yeah. However, I think it was interesting to look at the kind of camera change uh-huh. aspect of it. Yeah. Um, and then it brought back boobs and horror, because, you know, that's always been a thing, and we've been kind of drawn away from it since we've been doing stronger female leads who don't show their titties all the time. Right. So this movie kind of brought it back to, like, slasher, also titties. Right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because that, that's what kind of brought a lot of the, you know, the, the titty show in the 80s uh, slasher movies, and this movie was set in 1979. Yeah. So I thought, yeah, that was pretty cool. I, I'll, I appreciate that, but... <laughs> sex-heavy man it was <laughs> but hey i mean i ain't gonna judge because <laughs> that because when you see the trailer i mean you kind of know what it's about you know what you're getting into if you were going to watch this movie right I- exactly <laughs> so on to the summary yeah, let's do it <laughs> so we open um on a murder aftermath so we kind of like skip to the end there for a second. We see a sheriff walking around. He's looking at everything. And then he is shown something horrendous and goes, oh, my God. And then the camera pans away. And then we go into the uh, the scene 24 hours before all of that. 24 hours earlier. It already set the premise that this is going to happen in the span of one day. Seriously, that is heavy for one fucking day. But 
24 hours earlier. We get introduced into the, to the main girl, Maxine, and apparently her boyfriend, Wayne, who I guess is a producer or whatever, uh, involved with this film crew. I guess, well, from what I got, they have that uh, burlesque show oh, area. that is right. He's like the owner of it or whatever, and those are his girls, and they're making a film. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so then they're about to go about on the road, and from there, that's when we get introduced to uh, the rest of the film cast and crew. Um, I could go into the names a little bit later, but I know Jenna Ortega's in it. Um, Brittany Snow. Uh, it's kind of a star-studded cast, really. Um, so, uh, as they're uh, traveling, they stop at a gas station, whatever, and then they, they make it to the farmhouse later. And from there, Wayne uh, gets to try to introduce himself to the farm owner, who, you know, points his shotgun at him, like, hey, who are you? Can't be too careful around strangers and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. So, great introduction. Um, and then from there, after they get all settled in, is a big sex filming montage between, uh, the character, Brittany Snow's character, Bobby, and Kid Cudi's character, Jackson. Goes on for an uncomfortable, like, what, five to ten minutes? (laughs) Or at least that's what it feels like. Um, and then from there, uh, during that time, Maxine is, like, kind of walking around by herself, taking a break from it all, and she decides to go skinny dipping in a river nearby, Mm -hmm. or a lake, Mm -hmm. or whatever. But little does she know she's getting stalked by this old lady uh, further down in the forest, (laughs) (laughs) who we end up learning later is Pearl. Oh, no. I'm sorry, I just thought of... The movie It when Grandma walks past the doorway. No! Oh my god, she just naked. Click, 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 click. Yeah. With the pendulums. Oh god. Um, (laughs) Oh god. That that was so uncomfortable, guys. Okay. So, skinny dip. Getting stalked. Yeah, Grandma's not naked yet. (laughs) Oh my god, ew. She was gonna be, man. Oh my god. So then, um, after the filming gets finished and they're taking their break and whatnot. Then Pearl's getting back to near the farmhouse, but then she sees old lady Pearl, you know, at her own house, kind of waving hi and motioning her to come over. Mm-hmm. Maxine does. Goes into the house. It's very quiet. She's looking about. And then she gets scared, jump scared by Pearl, like, lemonade. And then they sit together. <laughs> You're like, yes, Grandma, you got some cookies, too. Right? She's like, I got a cookie for you. Uh. <laughs> oh, God. No, thanks. Um... So then, uh, Maxine tries to leave, uh, and then Pearl kind of, like, makes her stay, like, tells her about, like, her youth and things like that, and then she kind of... This is when I told you that Mm. Pearl and Maxine were played by the same actress. Yes! Which I had no idea. Like, Uh that was incredible, because I... I usually would, like, easily recognize someone, like, in, you know, in old makeup or prosthetics, Mm -hmm. whatever... I did not recognize yeah, uh, Mia it, Goth. It wasn't even just like, we can talk about it later. <laughs> it's okay. It was good. <laughs> it was very good. <laughs> um, so as Maxine is like trying to leave, you know, uh, Pearl comes on to her. She's like, what are you doing? And then she ends up uh, having a chance to kind of escape as Pearl's husband, Howard, gets home. Mm-hmm. And that's when Wayne finds Maxine like, where have you been? I was looking all over for you, freaking out. Um, so then from there, Maxine gets ready to do her bit for the film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she's doing her scene with uh, Jackson, 
as well. And from there, there comes old Mama Pearl uh, coming in in the back window watching everything from behind. Um, behind the scenes, I guess, if you will. Um, I know. Peeping Gross. Tom, just from outside. And she was but having... Um, peep- oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, another Peeping Tom was definitely a uh, uh, church mouse. She's yes! Not, well, she's holding the boom mic, but still. she You saw some enjoyment on her face yeah. there a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, <laughs> Horny Pearl, uh, she gets home after that and she asks her husband, please, get, can you satisfy me? And he's like, I can't, my heart. So, <laughs> so there's You know, that. It remind, they reminded me of the Courage <laughs> the Cowardly Dogs couple because they were just so old and in this secluded house. And I was just like, what the? Ugh. Okay. <laughs> No, thank you. Um, so then after that is when we get taken to the scene uh, where the crew is just hanging about in their farmhouse that they're renting. And they're just basically talking about sex versus love, you know, that whole thing. Um, and then there's this sort of split cr- split screen montage that comes right, right afterwards where <laughs> Jackson is playing the guitar while Bobby is singing. Of course, Brittany Snow pitch perfect. Mm-hmm. She's going to want a singing scene in that movie. Mm-hmm. So while the singing scene is happening, on the other side of the screen, you see what goes on with Pearl and her life and kind of how lonely she is mm-hmm. and just how dark everything is around her. Um, so then after that, then Lorraine, who started that whole conversation with sex versus love in the first place, because she's dating the other film the camera guy the the camera guy right so then she says i guess the director the yeah yeah i think you're right yeah Yeah, the director because the cowboy guy called himself executive producer uh okay makes sense then yeah um so then after the whole uh split screen montage then she just says i want to do a scene Mm -hmm. and the director aka her boyfriend rj was like what no because no (laughs) So there was that, you know, and then he he and Wayne were kind of having a bit of an argument about it. And basically Wayne was saying, you might as well just let her do it. So, (laughs) so there was that. And you kind of got like a little introduction of like Lorraine kind of getting herself ready for the scene and whatnot. And then it cuts straight to RJ depressed in the shower, like sobbing. Yeah. I was like, oh dear Lord, this guy. Poor guy. <laughs> I felt so bad for him, honestly. I mean, he brought her there. <laughs> Sorry. Right? I, I don't know. And one woman can make her own decisions. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, so then he said, fuck this, and decided to try to leave. And that's when he gets uh, to come across Mama Pearl. And uh, what was it that she was doing? She was trying to, like... Do it. She was yeah. trying to seduce him. And she she was, like, trying to feel up on him. And then she was like, why won't you look at me? And, and things like that. She got pissed. Uh-huh. And she stabby-stabbed RJ yep. <laughs> many times, which... Woo, yeah. That was great. Um, and then she did, like, a, an interpretive dance. Like, some sort of dance. She was performing. And yeah, she, she was performing right yep. after that. Mm-hmm. Just... In her bloody PJs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I almost lost my place. Oh, okay. So then from there, uh, Lorraine, after her first sex scene, I guess, she was just asleep the whole time that RJ was gone. So then she gets up and she starts to look for him and she goes to Wayne for help. So he goes out to help her while she's out uh, searching somewhere else. 
And then Wayne is looking in one of the barns, I guess, or the barn if there's only one, um, searching for RJ. <laughs> he steps on a nail with his bare foot. All a quiet place. <laughs> oh, that looked painful. And then from there, he... What, what was it that draw, drew him to those peepholes in the back of the barn? Uh, well, he saw three lights coming from it. Oh. And then I guess something passed in front of the lights, which uh. made him lean in closer to the lights and peep through the three pitchfork holes. Oh, my God. No, thank and you. And get nice and skewered in the eyeball. Mm-hmm. Plural. <laughs> eyeballs plural by eyeballs pearl. I'm tired. <laughs> Plural eyeballs pearl. Um. <laughs> My jokes are not not on top of it today. Oh, I love it. Um, but then after that, um, Pearl decides to creep up on Maxine while she's sleeping. Mm-hmm. And Wait, that brings her kill count to two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or two, two victims at this point. Mm-hmm. So she, she sneaks into Maxine's bedroom. Maxine's, like, dead asleep. Yeah. Mama takes off the gown and starts cuddling with her. And... <laughs> So that's just... <laughs> She's like, I'll be your big spoon. Oh my god. Starts rubbing up on her. <laughs> With bloody hands. Oh, gross, no. And so then meanwhile, Howard, he... um Oh, I completely skipped that. Howard comes across the rain looking for um RJ. Mm-hmm. And then Howard's like, have you seen my wife? <laughs> well, little does he know. Um, So there, there's that search... Um, and then eventually he locks up Lorraine in the basement mm-hmm. after Lorraine found RJ dead and hung in the bottom of the basement. That wasn't RJ. Who was it? I don't know. I thought it was a regular guy. That's what I was trying to ask you because RJ was still laying in front of the van. Oh, shit. It looked like RJ, though. I thought so, too, but I wasn't looking. Oh, shit. But there weren't any other characters in the movie. No, but there was a little punch buggy car in the pond when Jackson was looking around. Right. Right, so, right, right. Okay. Which was very psycho. That was psycho, wasn't it? I love it's it. It's a nice boarding house where we kill people. We're great. Okay. <laughs> so I guess. Yeah, so I'm assuming that the guy in the basement was not RJ, considering that's why I was asking you when she was pounding on the door asking for RJ. You were saying that she was saying RJ. But I was saying she's calling for RJ. Um, and I saw him in front of the van later on in the movie. That was right. I took my notes. I was taking my notes during that time. Okay. <laughs> so I don't even know who that fucking dude in the basement is. The point is, she but, sees him and she lets out a classic Jenna Ortega scream. <laughs> yes. That was incredible. Like, applause. I'm surprised she didn't get an award for that. Um, so yeah, so she sees a dude, like, hung there. And then she gets locked in the basement as she's trying to escape by Howard. And so then uh, Howard continues his search. And I guess Jackson happens to get up in the middle of the night, drink some milk or whatever. And he comes across Howard with the, with the gun. And he's just like, okay, well, what happened? Oh, I'm looking for my wife. Do you need some help? Okay, sure. So he goes out and helps uh, helps him try to find the wife. And it's like, what's the shotgun for? Right, it's for the gators, he says. Uh, mm-hmm. Right. Little does he know that later on, when they meet up in the swamp and Howard creeps on him, <laughs> Howard ends up shooting him with a damn gun. <laughs> Which brings our kill count to three. Bingo. <laughs> so there's that. And then um, Bobby happened to get up. Oh, no. Wait, calling her Bobby. What was her real? Bobby uh, Lynn. Bobby Lynn. Sorry. I, it was just shortened, <clears throat> I guess. Fine. Yeah, I think some of them called her Bobby anyway. 
<laughs> okay, so then at this point now, Maxine finally wakes the fuck up and finds Old Lady Pearl right in front of her in oh the God, bed. She's... I, that's like a nightmare fuel, man, to just slowly wake up and see an old, decrepit lady in front of you. <laughs> just you roll over in your bed, open your eyes, and there's fucking... Oh my god. Disgusting. No, I'm good. <laughs> so, she screams, wakes up Bobby Lynn, who she, you know, she goes to check. Old lady just, like, walks by naked in front of her. She's like, oh, shit. Naked, huh? <laughs> naked. <laughs> <Thank> you, grandma. <laughs> I love that. Oh, God. So she goes to check on Maxine. Maxine's freaking out. So she goes to clean herself up while Bobby Lynn goes after uh, uh, Pearl. So then... I don't think she went after Pearl. I thought she went looking for Jackson. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay, yeah. Because she did wake up like by herself. Like, oh, where'd he go? And she was like, Jackson, Jackson. And she started walking out the house. Because yeah. she saw the door was open. And then she happened to <clears throat> come across Pearl at the end of the dock. Mm -hmm. <laughs> trying to help her out, thinking that she was, like, senile or some shit, and, you know, Pearl right away, oh, I don't need no nurse. I was like, oh, shit. Bobby Lynn had a good heart, though. She did. She really did. <laughs> I always wanted to be a nurse. Like, let me help you. Right? Like, and then uh, she was, like, you know, insulting Bobby Lynn and all that shit, and then Bobby Lynn was like, oh, okay, if you don't want my help, then go fuck yourself, you mm -hmm. know? And then she was, like, you know, trying to tell her to move out of the way, and when Pearl wouldn't, <laughs> she ended up pushing pushing Bobby Lynn into the river, and then an alligator comes in. Boom. Yeah, that was... I didn't want her to go out that way, but whatever. <laughs> Me neither. Like, I, I think a, a better kill would have been more deserved. Yeah, but, but uh, that brings our kill count to four. <laughs> so there's that. And, uh, oh, God. Sorry. What? <laughs> so, uh, what was it? <laughs> what? <sighs> oh, oh! Right. Oh, yes. No. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, so Maxine finished cleaning all the blood that Pearl left on her side. Yeah, doing a line of cocaine, which she did already, like, six times that we haven't mentioned. Oh, yeah, throughout the movie. Yes, that is true. Uh, so she finished doing all that, and, uh, when she was about to leave the house, she came across... Both Howard and um, Pearl, like, together, kind of, like, walking towards the house. So she goes and disappears. Mm -hmm. it, like, somewhere in the house. We don't know yet. So then Pearl and Howard, they come in, and then they're talking about, like, oh, we still have that girl in the basement. And, and Pearl's like, no. Pearl's she's like, I don't want her. I'm racist or something. Okay. Just kidding. She didn't say that. <laughs> she's not special like the other one that I was with. Like, mm -hmm. we had a connection, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. And then they talked about how, like, oh, I wish, the, I wish you could be with me and get on top of me right now and you know they had that that coupley moment he's like my heart my heart <laughs> i was like oh my god and they started doing the do and they showed the whole damn thing y'all like no thank you especially with the horror music in the background it was perfect setting for that and then meanwhile poor maxine under the fucking bed that the couple is on I could not. So then the whole time they're doing it, she's slowly crawling, like, quietly out of there. I was like, oh, my God, she couldn't crawl fast enough. Oh, yeah, that was a good, <laughs> that was a long scene. Right? So, and, and that was in the house that the film crew was renting, right? The boarding was, house. The boarding house, right, sorry. Um, so then Maxine was able to escape from the house. Um, and then she hears Lorraine screaming mm -hmm. in uh the couple's house i guess mm -hmm. so she goes and rescues her 
Oh, and I didn't mention that Lorraine's fingers, like, got all chopped to bits and shit when she was trying to escape. <laughs> yeah, didn't he use, like, the butt of his rifle? He did. So, he, like, because she was reaching ooh. for the lock. Mm. No. No, thank you. That was nasty. <laughs> it was crunchy. <laughs> nope. Yum. At least so, she didn't eat the eyeball. I'm still on that about the last movie we reviewed. I cannot. That, that was unnecessary. <laughs> So, Lorraine gets out. She's, like, freaking out while Maxine's trying to quiet her down. She's like, I'm not going to calm down. Like, this is all your guys' fault. I didn't want to be here. I hate you. And then she runs the fuck out, bolting, and all of a sudden, a bullet just, boom, stops her quick. That was, like, <laughs> that was Ooh. a start, stop, jaw drop. Yeah. <laughs> we were just like, oh, okay. Because her jaw was gone. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, and I screamed. When, when do I scream at anything? That... You don't. I think it, I think you mostly did because it was Jenna Ortega. Probably. Yeah. That was that was unexpected for uh-huh. Jenna Ortega. I, in my opinion. I but... think. Well, they like list her twi- like the second name in every single promotion for this movie. Mm. She's in a lot of the trailer. Yeah. But as a character, she wasn't the main. She wasn't. So a death like that is fine. Yeah. It it it's fair. It's fine. It's fine. And then... <laughs> so then, after they shot down Lorraine, Howard and uh, Maxine... Howard Howard came out alive after that... Uh, <laughs> after that sexual act. He took it easy. He took it easy. But when Lorraine's body, like, kind of, like, squirms and spurts out blood... Oh, he gets a fucking heart attack and dies. <laughs> so... I was like... So uh, what we're saying... Hmm, is that Jenna Ortega had a kill count, too. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Yes. (laughs) You know, normally I would have found that to be so stupid, but, like, I thought it was kind of funny. Just, like, he was so worried about, like, you know, with the whole sex thing and his heart giving out, but then... (laughs) But then it was just a gurgle cough of blood that made him, like... (laughs) (laughs) My leg. My leg. (laughs) But that brings her kill count to... Six, because we didn't count Jenna Ortega. So five for Jenna Ortega, and then six if you count the old guy. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Howard. Okay. Howard. <laughs> so, um, okay, yes. So then after that, uh, Maxine was able to get a gun, I believe? Or, she, yeah, she found a gun in the background while uh, Pearl was like, oh my god, Howard, oh. wake up, you know? It was, um, shit, the cowboy guy. The... Uh, so when they first get to the boarding house, the old man pulls out the shotgun and points it at the cowboy guy. Oh, Wayne. Yes. Wayne. And then Wayne, and then he's like, what's the shotgun for? He's like, oh, it's not even loaded. I just wave it around to scare people. And Wayne says, I have one of those in my car, too. So oh. I already knew it wasn't loaded, because he literally told us at the beginning of the movie it wasn't loaded. So then she goes, grabs the gun from there, and that's what she was using. Threatening the fucking uh, Pearl prone. with her life. Yeah. And then, like, where, where are the keys to the truck, you know? And then... Yeah, <laughs> click, click. Empty, <laughs> empty, empty. And it's a revolver. Like, you couldn't have seen on the sides. Like, literally, you can see on the sides of the revolver. <laughs> Honestly, though, I... <laughs> you know what? She was in the moment. It's fine. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll give her that. So then... <laughs> Go ahead. And then what? Mama Pearl, she takes a shotgun and tries shooting at Maxie with it, and it shoots her the hell back. Yeah. <laughs> like, out the front door. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Which gives Maxine a chance to get the keys and get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And while she's just slowly walking over to the car, you know, Pearl's just like, oh, you filthy whore. Like, you'll never get away with this. And blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, like, you, you're just doing the same things that I did and, and all that shit. 
So then that whole time, Maxine's just getting in the car and she puts it in reverse. Bam! Death number seven. Rest in peace, Pearl. Yeah, rest in pieces. <laughs> pieces. They showed that all that whole thing too. Crunchy. Ugh, that was gross. Crushed your head like a watermelon. Mmm. Disgusting. Um, so then after she had finally escaped, then we cut to we we haven't really talked about um how uh, in, in between scenes, whenever there was a TV on and it would show, uh, like, an evangelist, uh, I guess. It was, uh, like, a church program. Yes. and like a sermon. Ta- yeah, just talking. And and in the end, it's revealed that she, that Maxine was uh, kind of chanting the same thing that the, is it a priest? Pastor? Pastor? I don't, I speaker. don't know. The speaker. That the speaker was saying the same uh, lines, I guess yeah, you can same- say. Yeah, the same sermon mantra, I guess. Right, right. And and she would say those same lines, like, while she was, like, doing cocaine and stuff like that, which was very interesting. Um, and then it's later revealed, they show on the TV, that he's revealing his daughter, Maxine, who has given in to oh, a life of sin. A life and, of sin, because we're in Texas. Uh, Texas, that is right. I forgot. <laughs> so... It, it is then revealed from there that Maxine had, like, a hell of a past. <laughs> and uh, then we just cut back to the um, uh, bloody aftermath that was shown in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. And that was the And end. the cops are back, yep. Yeah. So, that was X. <laughs> On to FX. Uh, starting mm-hmm. with the audio, and it's mainly music, you guessed it. Um, starting with the use of themes, although I, I kind of pluralized it. It's only one theme that I came across. I don't know what it's actually called. I just typed it in as a farmhouse theme because there were like, there was like a series of like three oohs, like choral oohs that would happen, uh, in the first scene when, uh, the, um, farmhouse got first shown and the sheriff was arriving and then the film crew arriving into the house as well. So I, I thought that was kind of a little little ominous theme kind of pushed in there, like, hey, you know, there, there's something eerie going on over mm-hmm, here, mm-hmm. you know? So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, use of silence. Um, that was used maybe once, but I thought that was pretty cool. Um, particularly Maxine's scene in the farmhouse uh, when she was beckoned over by Pearl, mm-hmm. where she was just searching around the whole time, you know, looking at all the trinkets, how dirty the dishes were and stuff, and the camera just panning over everything. It was just silent. I think that's what reminded me of um, Pennywise and It, because she's looking around at the pictures, too. She's ah. looking around being nosy while the girl grabs her, while the grandma grabs her tea, and then comes out naked. So <gasps> it reminded me of that movie, because, oh. because Maxine was also being Snoopy and looking at the pictures. That's true. Oh my god, that's right. Would you like some tea? Except it was <laughs> lemonade. <laughs> um, and then what added, what added to the effect of the use of silence in this particular scene was the fact that there was no background music for Pearl's sudden appearance at the mm-hmm. door uh, behind Maxine, like, or, yeah, behind Maxine to her right, and then she just goes, lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> and you went, who? <laughs> right? <laughs> it was creepy. <laughs> Um, there was also a slight use of percussion that I actually appreciated in the movies, and I wish I could remember if it was used more than once, but it was like a, it kind of represented like a slow heartbeat, like in the background, just go, Mm -hmm. like kind of like footsteps in a way too. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was during the scene where, um, Maxine was like escaping through the back of the farmhouse while Howard was coming home. 
Oh, okay. And she was kind of, like, looking out for, like, you know, to not be seen and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So it kind of represented a bit of that sneaking action. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then uh, the use of music sources, you know, by, by actual characters in the movie that, where they actually react uh, to music or work with music. I always appreciate that. It's pretty cool. Um, like the car radio, uh, you know, playing, you know, late 1970s music. Mm -hmm. uh, that's always nice. I especially liked when they played Don't Fear the Reaper. Uh, during RJ's kill scene. Mm -hmm. I thought that was amazing. I mean, that's just such a great song. I think it never gets old. Yeah, we've had a few kills in other movies um, in front of car headlights. Yeah, right? That is very true. Like, I feel like Halloween did that too. Maybe. Yeah, uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> it feels like a Halloween thing to do. It does. It yeah, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, also another use of the music source was uh, Bobby Lynn singing to Jackson playing the guitar. Like, you would think, like, oh, that wasn't necessary, but I liked it. I, oddly enough, I liked it. <laughs> yeah, it made for a good transition, too. Yeah. Right? I think another source of not necessarily music, but audio was the TVs that we had, because we had one in the gas station. Oh. Sorry, wasn't there one also at the burlesque place in the beginning? Oh, I think... Well, the, okay, well, there maybe. was TVs playing that sermon the whole time. And although it wasn't music, I think just hearing, like, the TV on in the background was kind of neat. Yeah, I like that, too. It was cool. Um, and then on to visuals. I have a lot of visuals for this one. I didn't think that I would have this many, but mm -hmm. it was pretty good. Um, use of lighting. Mm -hmm. Chef's kiss. My God. Um, oh, yeah, the lighting was really nice in this movie. Right? Like, especially using, like, the, the single light bulb in the basement. Like, even from when the sheriff was uh, first entering the basement in that first scene to when Jenna Ortega was entering that same basement with a mm -hmm. flashlight, mm -hmm. a single light. It's yeah. like, ugh, it's perfect. Um, the darkness that was used around the old man when we were getting introduced to him, and it, like, um, it gave a sense of ambiguity to kind of increase that fear. And what added to it was the, um, and I probably added this under camera angles, but the, um, like, a zoomed out camera view. Like, that was pretty common, but they mm -hmm. used it for Howard's introduction, particularly, um, when he was pointing his shotgun and slowly coming out of the house oh, yeah. at Wayne. Uh -huh. And then you hear Jackson in the car with him, like, oh, that's one ugly-ass motherfucker. Uh -huh. And that just makes you think, like, oh, God, do I want to look? Yeah. Do I want to see more? You know? Mm -hmm. So that ambiguity was really great with the darkness. Um, and then uh, changing the lighting color for increased intensity. There was only one example, and one good example that happened in that movie, and that was in RJ's uh, death scene where Pearl was starting to stab him. So when he fell and she kept stabbing him after that, the blood was spattering on his car headlights that were on. And from there, the glow of the headlights had turned red, had turned mm -hmm. everything red. RJ, Pearl, everything, everything around them. And it was like the climax of the movie. It was literally the turning point of the whole movie was literally changing that color. <sighs> I feel like that was like the start of Act 3 in a way. I, mm. I think so. It makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, that I, I loved. I think that the fact that this um, movie took place over, well, the span of a day, yes, but most of the killing happened at night. It kind of like 
um, allowed them to use different light sources in, in like the best possible way that they could because everything was dark around them. That is true. Like you talked about a single light bulb and in the basement, for example, but they also, like you said, the flashlight when Jackson was searching around in the oh. in the swamp or whatever, and he saw one single flashlight. Yeah. Or um, Wayne in the barn was looking around with one light. He just had one of those like oh. I don't even know what they are industrial light bulb thingies with a little cage on top of it. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, I just threw the, yes. I just threw my metaphorical <laughs> bulb. <laughs> oh, that's great. And then, and then, um, another thing of lighting that I wanted to mention was, uh, the, the scene when Wayne died because you had the three holes and it was just his eyeball looking through yes. and you could just see like the beam of light that was first hitting his eye before like the shadow passes. And then it's just the whole light is blocked. So, so like you can see his eye all of a sudden not lit up and you know something's coming because something's there obviously blocking the light. Man. So I thought that was a good use of lighting as well. Oh, that is cool. Mm-hmm. That's a good detail. I wish I had seen that one because I was typing my notes during that part when that yeah. was happening. And and you were, you were um, correct in mentioning the use of silhouettes with Howard, but the use of silhouettes was also um, a, a lot with like Pearl herself because she was like a silhouette a lot of the time just standing. <sighs> yeah. Um, standing in the dark, standing in the corners, looking in the windows. Uh-huh. And then, and then the silhouette when Jackson came to help, he opened the door and the backlight behind him, and all you see is <laughs> him. Yes, yes, exactly. That was great. <laughs> um, so in other visuals, there was use of transitions, and I know you mentioned this one earlier. Um, the I don't know if there's a proper term for it, but you're it's basically cutting back and forth mm-hmm. between the end of one scene and the beginning of the next. Uh, for example, uh, the end of the gas station scene, it just shows, like, I guess, the, the the outside of the gas station. And then instantly, like, the accident scene. like The cows. Know, the cows. The cows that were ran over and stuff. So it's like it kind of flashed in between. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Um, same thing for uh, <laughs> the uh, after sex scene where they're just, like, chilling out at the house. And then uh, Pearl uh, skinny dipping. and. Nice. Maxine? Ma- What's her name? Maxine. Yeah. Right? You yeah. said Pearl. Oh, Pearl. Sorry. They're the same person. Um, <laughs> Technically, they are. What did you think about that transition? Did you like it? What do you like? Do you like it? I got confused at first. Oh. And I'm still trying to understand what um, what is the point of that style. Because it's yeah. very unique. Uh-huh. I appreciate it, but I don't know why. You know what I like about it? And uh-huh. this is just totally me. I don't think it was their intention at all, but... You ever, like, you're talking to someone and then you see something out of your corner eye and you have to double take? And then you turn your attention to that thing? Oh. That's what it felt like. It felt like a double take into what the next scene was going to be. Like, I'm looking at you, I'm having this conversation with you, but I'm double taking because there's something else happening here that I kind of want to look at. Ah, see what I mean? And okay. I'm turning my head and you guys can't see that because this is a podcast, which is an on you upload thing. <laughs> but, but do you know what I mean? Like, yes. That makes perfect sense. I like yep. that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. That makes me appreciate this style a lot more. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, and then speaking of back and forth, um, this was a very interesting one because in the scene where, and I didn't mention it in the summary, in the scene where Maxine was at Pearl's house, you know, looking around and then interacting with her and trying to leave, in between those moments there are scenes of the film that they're working on uh, with dialogue in between Bobby Lynn and Jackson. Mm -hmm. 
and it they had um there there were some similarities in between those separate uh what do you call it? Those separate actions within one scene? Mm-hmm. Like, when you had both Maxine and Pearl at the table with Lemonade, you know, then next thing they show, Bobby Lynn and Jackson at a table with, with lemonade. lemonade. You know? Things yeah. like that. Okay, it's yeah. like, oh, okay, that, that was it's pretty like cool. parallels. Par- yes, exactly. Why did I not think of that word? <sighs> okay. And, and there was a lot of parallels in this movie. Like, even the cow being, like, hit by the car, like, run over by the car. Yes. And then right? Pearl being ran over by the car. Woo! And oh then the fact that they used Mia Goth for both Pearl and Maxine, that's a whole parallel by itself. That is insane, man. <laughs> no, it was very smart with tr- with the transitions. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got a lot of camera angles on this one. A lot of different, like, very unique uh, camera angles used within this movie. Um, one, of course, is a third-person view, which I kind of mentioned in, like, um, James Wan's movies, uh, where you're, where the camera's basically following the person behind them. It's kind of their view, but not really. Yeah. It's um, a very video game to me. Yes. Oh, you follow that's your right. little avatar around from right behind. Oh, that's true. You can only see their direction and their peripherals. You can't see anything else. I like that. <laughs> um, so, like, an example is when you're, um falling behind the old man when they're, like, walking behind him uh, on their way to the house, which was a weird, scary scene for a second there because he kind of, like, stopped and was, like, taking a deep breath because of his heart, you know? Mm-hmm. And then Wayne's like, are you okay there? And all of a sudden he's like, I'm fine. <laughs> and just shoots right back yeah. up and starts walking. I was like, the a comical. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. Um, another example of third-person view was uh, following Lorraine around after RJ's death scene. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good, too, from, like, going down in the basement and going around the house. It was like, oh, God, what's she going to find? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, did, we did a lot of searching for other people, and the third-person view really plays into that when you're, like, looking <sighs> around and looking for something yes. or someone. <laughs> I love that. Um, and then another view was, okay, I mentioned that earlier, the like, the zoomed-out camera view. Mm-hmm. Um, where they showed the, f- the farmhouse porch in the intro of the old man with the gunshot. Um, or, yeah. The shotgun. Like, shotgun. Why do I say keep saying gunshot? Jesus. Shotgun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did I type it, too? I fucking typed it, too. I'm stupid. Where did you write gunshot? Behind the old man with the gunshot. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with me? Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So... Zoomed out camera view, <laughs> another example, um, was again following the old man to the house because you get that big view of the whole uh, farmland, the whole uh-huh. field, and you see the like little ants, like the old man walking across the field. And yeah. then you see the group of people following him behind, mm-hmm. just walking across the screen practically. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. And the same thing went that way for when Maxine was swimming towards the dock mm-hmm. after she was skinny dipping, but then the alligator you saw was slowly following her behind. Yeah. So I thought like, ooh. <laughs> following her behind. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, so then another view is first person view. I love it. You know, that's my favorite. Um, Pearl looking in on uh, Maxine's filming where, you know, you just see so, like the camera's just kind of moving towards like the window, like looking over the wall and mm-hmm. shit like that. So there was that. Um, 
Wayne looking at the peephole and switching in between the three, <laughs> the, yeah. the three holes, which was like, oh my god. <laughs> I was expecting something to pop out in my face, but oh, yeah. instead, <laughs> it was it, like a side yep. view. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Um, and then another one, again, was a Pearl first-person view when she was walking down the hallway to Maxine's room. Mm-hmm. And I liked this one because... Not only was, like, you know, it was slow walking and creeping into Maxine in the bedroom, but you also heard uh, Pearl's breathing, Mm -hmm. like, the slow breathing as she's walking in, and it's, like, so creepy. (laughs) So that was a great first-person view. Um, And then there were some good close-ups, too, although I have one here, um, where Maxine was sleeping, and... It was kind of like at a like a diagonal kind of view, mm-hmm. as if the camera was um, like right by the edge of the bed. Yeah, like kind of like looking under Maxine's nose, practically. Basically. Yeah, and <laughs> and you see in the background, uh, Pearl, you know, about to take off her nightgown and shit. <laughs> so Yikes. gross. But there was lots um, of close-ups in this movie in general. Yeah, because we had the eyeball scene. Oh, yeah. With Wayne. Um, oh, and then when Pearl was putting on the makeup, we had, like, the up-close of her brushing her, you know, oh. eyeshadow on her face. Oh, that's right. I forgot oh, about that Sarah. one. Um, and then there was the, uh, oh, my another favorite of mine, the sky view. Um, <laughs> well, though, not my favorite in this movie, but... <laughs> I would count this. Sorry, go ahead and say it. Where Pearl and Howard get their freak on. Um, you get the whole view. <laughs> I count that as the the overhead view that we used for the swimming and the... Uh, oh, yes! I feel like it's categorized in with the rest of them, because it's just from the top. It's not even, like, at an angle or any focus. It's just, like, the whole top view of something. That is right. Unfortunately, in this case, it was butt cheeks. But, you know. God, that was gross. Um, <laughs> um, and then, of course, the, the split screen that was used for the montage. Like, you know, it could have um, sorry, it could have easily been um, like, oh, it could have been background music while showing a full screen of Pearl just like walking around getting ready for bed. No, it was a split screen in between what the crew is doing and, and what Pearl is doing, mm-hmm. which... I thought it was an interesting take. Yeah, and they kept the line down the middle when it transi- transitioned to just Pearl's scene. Oh, that's They kept right. the line down the middle. Oh, I forgot about that. That was good, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was use of reflection, which was awesome, because it wasn't just a mirror. I mean, there were use of mirrors. So many mirrors, of course, because, right? I mean, well, the people that were there to film were full of themselves, you know? Yeah. Like, physical attraction is everything to them, so, of course, <laughs> they were always looking at themselves. Yeah, but also Maxine was, you know trying to encourage herself too because in that very first scene that is introduced to her Mm -hmm. she's looking in the mirror after wayne leaves and she says what was it that she said you're you're a fucking queen or or something like that like she was encouraging maxine maxine um you're a sex god or no sex something oh symbol sex symbol that is right very different from queen okay (laughs) so (laughs) um so the use of reflection uh what i really liked was when pearl was like you know telling her life story and she was looking over at the pictures on on the walls mm-hmm. and you can see the reflection her pearl's reflection on the glass of those picture frames which i thought was really cool because you can see her kind of like longing looking back on the old days but you can also tell there's like something kind of sinister in there yeah. it's kind of <laughs> but it kind of like 
it also kept the ambiguity going because for a while before that, like, you didn't really see her face. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of a first glimpse until you finally see it full on later. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then last visual I got, okay, yeah, the- Wait, I have one more reflection. Oh, okay. Um, at the end when Maxine is trying, when Maxine is about to shoot the grandma with, um, the revolver, uh. she's standing by a mirror. And Maxine had that weird thing about, like, stop staring at me, stop staring at me. But she's always staring at herself. She's in a movie. People are going to stare at her. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, she was by a mirror during that time. Oh, yeah, I forgot. That's an interesting one. Sorry about my squeaky chair. I'm about to move. Okay. No, it's okay. Um, And then the uh, the use of foreshadowing where you mentioned the the cow with the roadkill and then Pearl's death. (laughs) Her head squished. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And those are all of the... uh, uh, effects that I got. On to scares. On to scares. On to scares. We need like a barbershop quartet to sing that for us. <laughs> I would love that. I would pay for that. <laughs> um, so got a got a decent um, like an equal amount of scares, uh, different types of scares for throughout this movie. Uh, fake scares. Um, for example, Wayne finding Maxine, you know, when she's finally escaping from the farmhouse and then BAM! She runs into Wayne and he's all freaking out. Mm-hmm. And then there's the jump scare music that correlates with it, so it's like, oh my god, but it's actually a harmless character. So, um, and then there is, uh, oh yeah, Lorraine at the door. When oh. Maxine was going to rescue Lorraine, uh-huh. and she suddenly popped up like through the hole of the door like, oh my god, it's me! Yeah. You know, so I mean, I guess it was kind of a jump scare, but like, she was still a harmless character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> there was a couple of what I would, I guess, like, a slow build fake scare where, like, you think something's going to happen and then it didn't. Like yes. the crocodile scene in the first part. Yeah. And we knew it wasn't going to because it was, like, way too early in the movie to kill someone off. Honestly. Um, but, yeah. like, the fact that we were just sitting there, like, biting our nails, you know, <laughs> just waiting for that to happen. That was, uh, there mm. was another one, too, that I had mentioned while we were... And I said, wow, that was very much like the alligator scene, but I can't remember what it was now. Ah, shit. I think it was with Bobby Lynn. It it might have been. But there was a couple of them where we were just like building up to something's going to happen and then nothing happens. Yes, I, I think that's right. Yeah. No, that's fair. Although I also wish that like, Bobby Lynn didn't really have much scare scenes, did she? Mm-mm. Because I thought Brittany Snow was like, in maybe a couple of horror movies, maybe not good ones, but I thought she was in a couple of horror movies, you know, back in her younger days. Um, not to insult her, she still looks the same. She but, still looks the same. Honestly. <laughs> but, like, I thought that her death would have been more, like, you know, kind of scare-worthy, but it was just pusher. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> well, are we going to talk about the deaths? We are. Okay, then we'll talk about it later then, because I have something to say about that. Continue. Ooh, okay. Um, I'm probably going to forget, but that's fine. No. <laughs> um, so then, on to jump scares. <laughs> Lemonade. <laughs> Lemonade. That was a good jump scare. Well, it wasn't a jump jump scare, but it was definitely like a... <laughs> it was, though, because there was no background music, but she was just there. Oh, my God, my chair. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It sounds like a it's okay. door opening. It's okay. Um... But it was like so sudden. It was just like, oh fuck. Um, so that was that was scary. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wayne's eye stab. Hello. I mean, <laughs> it didn't like pop up in your face or in like you know the first person view of Wayne. Can we not say pop up? <laughs> just <laughs> like a popping an eyeball. Popeyes, Carl. 
Popeyes. <laughs> What's Glenn's favorite food? Is it, is it Glenn? Was it Glenn? I think it was Glenn. Popeyes, Carl. Popeyes. I cannot. Uh, <laughs> so Wayne's Ice Dad, that was definitely a, a jump scare and a half. Um, oh, yeah. The, the old man scaring Jackson in the forest, I guess, like right before Jackson got shot. <laughs> That was a bit of a jump scare that there. That was a jump scare. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? <laughs> Naked grandma. <laughs> Naked, huh? <laughs> when Bobby Lynn wakes up from Maxine's scream, and then she, gum she you know, goes out of the bedroom door, and all of a sudden she's right there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just turning the corner, butt-ass <laughs> naked. And, like, you see Pearl's face just like, oh. <laughs> like, just not phased at oh, all, yeah. and she just keeps walking. Yeah. I was like, the audacity. <laughs> this woman um so yeah i think that was probably one of the best jump scares <laughs> oh god so then for suspense i mean that was pretty much throughout most of the movie but some worthy ones uh, well, of course was maxine in the farmhouse just like looking around you know just before the lemonade yeah and um Maxine's escape from the bedroom. Oh my god. Suspenseful as shit. Mm -hmm. And usually in suspenseful moments like that, like, well, suspenseful moments in general, it would be quiet. Oh. It wasn't quiet. Nope. <laughs> so, enough said. But those are all the scares I got. Ugh. I honestly can't think of any. Well, another scare is uh, just, just Pearl and Howard. That's I mean, probably you know the scariest what? damn if, thing. If old people want to get it on, you let them, okay? Fine, but don't let me see it. <laughs> Onto the obituary. Rest in peace. <laughs> rest in pieces. Rest to, in peace. Rest in stabs. Rest in eyeballs. <laughs> to pretty much most of the film crew. Rest in gators. <laughs> I didn't include the couple in this one. I Maybe I should have written them down, but we can talk about them, if anything. But let's go in order. Okay. So first, RJ. This poor guy. Poor guy. He was, like, probably one of the most innocent innocent characters in this. He just wanted to make a movie. Uh, yeah. And he, he wanted cinematic greatness. Right? He was trying to make art, I guess. <laughs> um, I put question mark, wrong place, wrong time, probably. Yeah. Um, he kind of had the least character build. Mm -hmm. um, like, the least noticed of all the characters. And his character was breaking down, like fast so like it's like you thought he was at the bottom in that shower scene like well <laughs> pearls will take care of that um and then the delayed awareness of a suspicious character mm -hmm. i mean if i saw that an old woman was right there in my headlights i'd be like oh i'd swerve really you wouldn't would. stop to help an, el help an elderly person not in the middle of the fucking night this is her house she lives here just take her to bed she, she, it's a, like five feet. She can walk herself. Just gently nudge her with the car. <laughs> <laughs> I would just honk the horn. Beep. And then I would go away. I would drive off. Give Howard a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> that would probably scare the shit out of him for sure. Um, <laughs> so, rest in peace, RJ. Because I, <laughs> I don't think he really did anything particularly wrong. Other, I mean, 
it's kind of iffy with the situation with Lorraine and, and want her wanting to, you know, do a sex scene. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of limiting her on that, mm-hmm. which may be the only flaw for him that kind of led him to his death. But who knows? So rest in peace, RJ. Um, but next. wanting to be exclusive, too, isn't technically a flaw. Like It's not. Yeah, no. you just have to find somebody who has the same morals and um, decisions as you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, next was Wayne, uh, executive producer guy, Maxine's boyfriend. <laughs> no sex. <laughs> now, now, did he have a sex scene? No. But he was heavily involved with Maxine. He's the reason everyone's there. Right. Yeah, he's, you know, he's orchestrating all he's this the shit. sex executive producer. <laughs> oh my god. Thanks. I'm so punny. <laughs> Good lord. And he was clearly unaware of his surroundings, the nail on the foot, hello. Um, and he was highly vulnerable in the sense where he was searching around for RJ in just his tidy whities. <laughs> he he was he opened the door to Lorraine when she was knocking on the door, and he was just in his in his underwear. Mm-hmm. He's like, Will you help me search for him? He doesn't grab a fucking rope, he just walks out. At least shoes. At least. I understand that he's like, you know, very sex positive, whatever. Right. Put some shoes on. You're going into a farm. Even if there isn't nails on the floor, I ain't about to step in hay that has shit in it. Uh, nope. No, thank you. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> Although it's better than a nail. <laughs> oh, God. So, Wayne, yeah, he just wasn't, you know, being very attentive Mm-mm. to his surroundings. Mm-hmm. So, rest in peace, Wayne. Rest in peace. <laughs> uh, next was Jackson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hella no sex. No sex. <laughs> He, he did it with three women <laughs> in one fucking day. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. No defense weapon whatsoever. He was just going out searching, you know, with an old man who had a shotgun. Did I say shotgun? Gunshot? Yeah. Shotgun. No, shotgun. You said it right. <laughs> oh, man. I said it right. I said it right. Shotgun. Okay. Um, so he had no defense weapon, you know, and who was he to, you know, go up on an old man and, and like, try to hurt him or whatever. Well, so, he was in the Marines. He was in the Marines. That is fair. He did serve. He didn't use it to his potential. <laughs> <laughs> you said that so tiny. Sorry. I get it. It's okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but then he he kind of puts a little too much trust in the monster, quote unquote, you know, like working with the beast unknowingly. Yeah. I think he's the beast's accomplice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So rest in peace, Jackson. Rest in peace. <laughs> So, next was Bobby, or, or Bobby Lynn. Um, no sex. <laughs> no sex. <laughs> Once again. And, and she was honestly the only one who, short, who showed a horny attitude. She even said straight up, like, like oh, thank God, I'm horny. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, it was like, girl, chill. <laughs> um, unaware of her surroundings in the sense that, you know, she was at the edge of a dock where an alligator was waiting for her. <laughs> And she got pushed. So there was that. And she was messing with the monster, in this case, Pearl, a.k.a., mm-hmm. um, where she decided right away, like, oh, if you're going to be mean to me, I'm going to be mean to you. And mm-hmm. that's that's where it went wrong. But that's fine. You shouldn't respect people who don't respect you. That's true. And H doesn't Bobby matter. Lynn just enjoyed her job. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. She just loved what she did, and she did it because she loved it. Right? Who, who, who are we to judge? at all. <laughs> um, so rest in peace, Bobby. Uh, and then, of course, the last of the uh, film crew was Lorraine. 
no sex in this case for her because loss of innocence, which was very interesting. Um, unaware of her surroundings, big time. I mean, she ran out of there without looking both ways or even like checking, you know, before running. She got shot the minute she got out. Um, and then not keeping a level head as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because in most situations, when you're, like, when someone is being, like, rescued, I guess, from a locked basement or something in a horror movie, they, they're just, like, they're, they're, like, crying a bit, sure, but, like, they're, they're calm. They're trying to be aware. They're trying to look for mm-hmm. the next way to escape. Mm-hmm. No, she just, like, throws all her shit on Maxine, like, I hate you, like, I didn't want to do this, and then stomps on out. I was like, oh, that's, I felt like that was not like Jenna Ortega at all, but. <laughs> but it was like the church mouse character. It was church mouse character. That is fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, rest in peace, Lorraine. Rest in peace. <laughs> Howard. Oh, Howard. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> oh, there you go again. <laughs> laughing. You are laughing at an old man's heart attack. I'm, you know that what? That is sick. <laughs> Honestly, he looked like a like a young guy in makeup. I would believe it after Pearl. He might be because if we watch Pearl, like I wouldn't he be in there? I feel like he'd be in there. I haven't seen the movie. I don't know anything about it. I haven't even looked at the trailers for it. Honestly, but if they if, had two old people getting it on, I don't think they would have two like actual old people getting it on. I mean, they could. Didn't they have that in a uh, Never mind. <laughs> oh god. But I mean, I don't know. Who knows. <laughs> but yeah, that guy, I, he was helping the monster, the mm-hmm. real monster, mm-hmm. I guess, so to speak. Um, you know, keeping uh, people hostage, and then he, he was using religion, I guess, as a reason for it, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, enough said there. And, and he killed so many people already, you know. There's punishment for that. Um, and Pearl... No sex. <laughs> Wait, did you? Oh, shit. What happened? You know what's weird? The one that did sex and drugs is the one that survived. Huh. Wait. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Oh, my God, that's right. I think she was the only one who actually did drugs in the movie. Maxine. Everyone was drinking, though, weren't they, in the guitar scene? I think they were. Were they drinking or were they just sodas? I, no, I think it was beer. I think it was beer. I think they, she did the triple threat, and she survived. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, my God. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> the motive for killing all of these people, though, was just to get rid of them. There was, like, really no other motive. It was just Pearl mm-hmm. getting rid of everybody until she kept the one that she wanted. Yeah. And in the beginning, when Howard lets them all into the boarding house, and he's staring at Maxine, and Wayne says, Stop looking at my little lady, but isn't she something? Yeah. He wasn't seeing her to have sex with her. He was scoping them out to see which one would be the best for his pearl, wouldn't he? Wasn't he? Oh, you are right. Or, or, wow, the similarity between this girl and my pearl is, like, uncanny because, obviously, it's the same character. And when we see Pearl's background past photos, it's technically Mia Goth, right? It is. Uh Uh-huh. That's So he's probably looking at her because she looks like Pearl. Damn. That is nuts. I didn't even think about that. Why didn't I think about that? That was great. I did it until just now, so it's fine. <laughs> I'm not going to watch the movie again, to be honest. I, I don't blame you. I, I dragged you into watching this movie in the first place, and I'm sorry. <laughs> <It's okay>. um, <laughs> but now now I feel like I'm like obligated to watch Pearl, which I kind of want to now, to just to see the origin story of Pearl, yes. and to see if Howard is in that movie. 
Oh, yeah? Because how did they get to that farm together in the first place with all these people in the basement? You know what I mean? Right. So, like, I feel like that has to be part of the origin story. And I might be wrong. And it's been out for, like, a year now, so... Honestly. Don't make fun of me, guys. I'm just <laughs> guessing. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, Bobby's death. You had something to say about Bobby's death. Madeline? Yes. Alligators? Um, yes. No. I thought you did. Did I? Yeah, and you said, and we'll save it for later. And then I forgot it. Oh, great. Okay. Well, you can bring it up whenever it comes back. It will not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm betting it will. Oh, God. It will after we hit stop record and we're like... <laughs> upstairs and just i'm gonna be like oh yeah remember that <laughs> two days from now right oh god no <laughs> i got tropes on it Yay. i love it um Shit, actually no kill tropes honestly that i could come up with for this movie which is wow really, right very interesting but so we're trying to say it's really tropey uh kind of in a classic you know way what? it kind of was tropey in a classic way did you even write titties on here no, I did not write That's the titties. That is a trope and a half. Oh my god, damn! Good call. That's probably the best one out of all of them, to be honest with you, because like 1980s. Oh, Hello. I have another one. Yes, say it. I don't know if it's on here. <laughs> no, just say it. We have um, the average-looking, moosey-haired brown girl who is the last survivor. Oh my god, that's right. I was yes. just thinking of this guy. Oh, uh, Freddy Krueger. Thank you. <laughs> She did the hand thing. I did the face in the hand. (laughs) This is God. She is a sex god. What did she call herself? A sex Sex symbol. symbol. (laughs) Different than queen. (laughs) Different than queen. Um, Oh, yeah. This one was another trope that you called out. Oh, Uh, immediately. Yeah, the religious motif uh, with the the TV showing of the evangelist uh, preaching. And all that. And then hearing on the radio, America needs Jesus. And then seeing on the bulletin board ads for you need God. Oh my God, that's right. And then even our church mouse was wearing a little Jesus necklace before she took it off. Before she took it off. (laughs) She said, Jesus ain't got to see this. (laughs) Oh my God, that was symbolic. I'm glad she didn't talk too much because no offense, I don't think her Texas accent was... was Well, maybe it's just because I'm so used to not hearing a Texas accent coming out of her mouth. Yeah, that's true. Okay, anyways, yeah. It, can we also call out the Sunday... The Sunday undies? Days, the Sunday undies. <laughs> I said they should have been Wednesday. It should have been Wednesday. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. No, but the Sunday was probably symbolic to church. Uh, definitely. Homegirl was wearing, like, tight whites <laughs> with the Sunday word embroidered on the back. Like, holy shit. <laughs> so... Other uh, alive tropes, walking down a creepy basement. You know, the sheriff did it in the beginning. Lorraine did it. Uh, I'm pretty sure there were other people, but that's all I can remember. Creepy character from an upstairs window. Yeah, oh yeah, we saw that immediately. Right? Our first glimpse of Pearl when she's like looking through the curtains and seeing uh, Maxine for the first time. Mm-hmm. So there's that. No sex! You know, the number one rule. You know, that's how half of these people died in this movie. Um... No smoking. <laughs> All of them died that way. Oh, no smoking? Yeah, okay. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Um, a, a woman wandering alone, you know, just like, and most of the times in a forest, just chilling, whatever, and doesn't realize that someone's stalking her. Mm-hmm. Uh, following a strange character, um, you know, like when following Howard, or going to uh, follow Pearl inside the house, you know, it's kind of creepy. 
uh, creepy dolls. You know, when you get the snippets of the dolls inside Pearl's bedroom, mm -hmm. like, and then with the music that went with it, ooh, it was creepy. Um, and then this one I had to say, Sydney's sex loophole from Scream, not showing an innocent girl's act of sin. When Sydney was having sex in Scream, we did not see her actually doing it, and she no. survived. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, she, <laughs> Lorraine didn't survive hers. That's a killed one, then. It's a killed one. Yeah, that's but true. But what you're saying more is, like, the fact that we didn't see it of the innocent. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. That we didn't see Lorraine's sex scene at all, and that was definitely necessary to not see it. <laughs> so that was good. Um... Uh, wandering around by yourself, I guess that kind of follows along with the woman yeah. wandering alone. Yeah, follows or uh, goes along with splitting up too, because like uh -huh. Lorraine asked Wayne and then still split up with him. Yeah, that's right. And RJ then, split up because he was trying to leave. Uh, Jackson and Howard split up uh -huh. looking for the wife. Yeah, Brittany, L Bobby Lynn, Brittany Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Bobby Lynn left Pearl to go find Jackson. Like that, she split up. No splitting up. <laughs> um, and then oh, gun click. You oh, know, yeah. when a girl has a badass moment with a gun and then she pulls the trigger, click. click. My Empty. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. So, mm -hmm. a, lot of, a lot of alive tropes in this one, but they, um, they made it original in a way. In a way, yeah. I feel like it did try to go back to, like, the roots of what a horror slasher would be yes. in a lot of ways. And they did it well because it didn't feel overdone or forced. No. I, exactly. I, that's why I honestly liked this movie in the slasher aspect because, yeah. you know, they they just kept it original, but they kind of put their own twist into mm -hmm. it. So it was nice. And now to talk about Maxine as a final girl. It's going to be interesting. So remember, like, some of my rules that I put down as a final girl. Uh, I'm trying to do this by memory now. No sexual drama. Um, making use of the environment. Uh, thinking about her own survival, finding your own defense weapon, and being aware of your surroundings. First one, it's kind of a flaw. She's, you know, an upcoming porn star with a religious history, dating the producer guy who's, you know, kind of funding all these, you know, porn. Um, an old nymphomaniac is stalking her. And, um... Above all of that, she has no shame for what she has been doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, she left her family, I, I guess, from the looks of it, you know, mm -hmm. to pursue what it is that she likes. And she said, you're a sex symbol. She's making it her superpower, practically. Yeah. <laughs> she's using... It's it's crazy how she's using her dad's sermon as, like, her motivator for yeah. her own life choices. Right? Like, that was really interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, she made it her own, like, her own way to survive, and I thought that was pretty cool. Um, making use of the environment. Uh, familiarizing herself with a new house. So in this case, when, you know, she was finishing cleaning up the blood from her side, and she sees the couple walking back into the house, that's when she's like, okay, I need to find a place to hide, and that's when she disappears. So she's kind of, like, already scoping out the place she knows her way around and that's when she hides under the bed mm -hmm. and then sneaking out while the other sounds were occurring waiting until the sounds were happening for her to get the fuck out so very interesting environment there um she was thinking about her own survival 
a lot throughout this movie, even before, you know, she got to do this whole movie deal thing. Like, she was trying to survive this new lifestyle, like, making a name for herself. That's another thing. Mm -hmm. Um, She had found out in the finale that she was the only survivor left, you know, after seeing Lorraine get shot and then hearing that her boyfriend had died, it was like, oh, shit, okay, I'm the only one. Um, she made sure that her threats were becoming non-existent, made sure that Howard and Pearl were no longer a threat to her. Mm-hmm. And she had this aim overall to have, to be well known. Yeah. And there you go. She said, <laughs> I will not accept a life that I don't deserve or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah, is part of the is. sermon too. Right. And like, then, and then the, ir- the irony of it all is that like. She wanted to be well-known, but she technically is to everybody who listens to that sermon because he put her picture real big on the TV. Right. So she technically was already well-known. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Um, so then another uh, rule for the final girl, finding your own defense weapon. She found the handgun. Didn't seem to work. But then she was able to find the keys to the truck, and she made that a weapon of her own. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. It was pretty unique. Yeah. I think, um, I think that was part of what built us to think that Jenna Ortega's character, Lorraine, would have more of a final girl role, was Mm. especially the weapon choice, because when she can't get out of the basement cellar thing, she goes to the tool table and sees what to use, and it starts, it literally does it on purpose, it's a, it's like a ball pen hammer, a regular hammer, an axe. She's just, like, picking the biggest one, and, like, (laughs) you literally said, that's my girl. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Oh, little did I know. Um, so then, uh, last rule, uh, being aware of your surroundings. Um, I mean, she noticed finally about the creepy old lady sleeping in her bed, and that put her on high alert ever since. Mm-hmm. Which, great. That was great. I mean, also drugs, though. Also drugs. That that does help a bit, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> um Scanning each room before entering, I saw her doing that, you know, when she was going back for Lorraine and that she was, you know, <laughs> escaping the bedroom. Yeah. You know, it, it was a lot of awareness. And um, also knowing when to hide after Lorraine had gotten shot. Like, she was able to hide behind that wall quick when she heard Howard yelling after the gunshot. So, she was uh, very quick on her feet, very smart. And I think Maxine is a great final girl. She has the look of a final girl too, and sure I mentioned that earlier. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I don't mean that in like a she was like plain or ugly. I just mean like they're always the plain ones. Like Bobby Lynn had the big, you know, blonde hair. Yeah. And <laughs> whatever. The point is, <laughs> Mia Goth and Jenna Ortega had the same face. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if there was like ever any sort of competition like if either of them were probably in line for the main role or something I yeah. I don't know I but because with the I way they promoted uh, they used Jenna Ortega to promote this movie so much like you would think they would have promoted Mia Gothmore hey this goes back to my thing about uh, movie trailers being misleading mm-hmm. kind of led you to believe that Jenna Ortega would be more yeah of a final girl or a, a somewhat of a main character in this movie and she wasn't yeah they give you her like classic scream in the beginning of the, like in part of the trailer and you're like yep that's gonna happen so she's probably gonna scream a lot mm-hmm. no it's just that one part just that one Do part. you know what speaking of that one part I just made a connection in my head to Carrie 
because she was stuck in the closet door and she was trying to get herself out. Mm. Yeah. Carrie was doing the same thing. Carrie's mom. Who was it that had Carrie's to mom. axe down the door and reach over to untie the thing? Lorraine. And Carrie. Oh, and Carrie. And Carrie. Oh, it, it was the mom. It was the mom. Oh, that, my God. That drew me a parallel to that. Oh, cool. Oh, my God. I'm surprised you remember that one because I didn't. Really? <laughs> That's cool. And then, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't really have anything else about Maxine as a final girl. I don't like her. No. No. I don't think she deserved it. Yeah. I think I mean, she's just a lucky motherfucker. She didn't even like blood and guts, remember? She had to, she almost like puked when they came across the cow. She was very squeamish. Yeah. She wasn't even... <laughs> she got lucky, okay? I mean, that is fair because she didn't really fight anyone. She was just able to escape, like, Because easily. she was Pearl's favorite, too. That, that is That, true. like, also gave her an advantage of not being hurt because Pearl wanted her. That is fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of iffy with Maxine as the final girl, but she does kind of fit in the rules a bit. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Very loosely. <laughs> yeah, but can she defeat a dream demon? <laughs> Rest in peace, Nancy. <laughs> um, <laughs> well... I mean, overall, I'm glad I finally got to watch this movie because I've been wanting to watch it for a long time, and it's because I I know how A24 movies are, how very um, kind of odd that they are overall. Yeah, I feel like A24 is the Aquarius of the movie people. Yay. <laughs> I noticed that you're starting to like a lot more A24 movies. Yeah. And there's some hits and there's some misses. Like, we're not going to talk about Hereditary, are we? <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. I... It, it's tough. They're, 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 mm. No, I'm saying that, that you didn't really like it. Did you? It's it's mixed. I didn't really like it, but the scares. And then you'd watch it again, you're saying? Maybe. <laughs> I don't Would you know. watch X again? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, that's the thing I'm saying with A24, because it's like, you want to watch it, but then it's like, ooh. I need a break. You're like, you guys are fucked up. <laughs> right. Like, I, I don't know if I want to watch it again. Not because it's bad, but because I just need a break. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay, fair. You, it's something that you have to take with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so X, yeah. Like, I wanted to watch it for a long time because it was, like, the first kind of slasher-like movie that A24 was doing. It kind of, like, went back in the box, sort of, rather than outside of the box, like they always do, you know? Like bodies, so. bodies, bodies. <laughs> yes. My God. Um. <laughs> Which I'm surprised. Like, didn't these movies, bodies, 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 I hate saying the title, it's so long. It's so long. That one and X, didn't they come out at, like, similar times and we're like, it's just the same thing. It's like a slasher, you know. If I can recall. Not sex motivated, I, but, like, definitely. I think... X came out, like, a few months after Scream 2022, and Bodies, Bodies, Bodies was a summer movie. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Which was definitely before this summer, so. (laughs) So there was that. Um, But, yeah, it was definitely different. Like, I like how they kind of dove into, like, a classic Mm subgenre, but still made it their own. So Mm -hmm. I I liked it. I'll watch it again maybe a lot later. (laughs) A lot later. (laughs) Unless Pearl gives you questions and then you have to watch X again. Yes, true. I can fast forward some parts. So, (laughs) 
on that happy note, uh, thanks for listening, you guys, <laughs> to us talk about X. I mean, I recommend it. it it's, it's great. I liked it. Um, and go ahead and follow us on our social media, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Cutting Room Convos Podcast. Just type that in and hit follow. And then go ahead and listen to our other episodes as well. I'm Yasmin. I'm Jenny. And I'll be right back. Combos was recorded at our home studio. All opinions are our own and we do not represent any companies mentioned. This episode was about X, the 2022 film directed by Ty West. Uh, don't forget to follow us on social media. Hope you enjoyed. Oh shit. Oh, how do you pause? Damn it. Seat one testing. Seat two testing. I was clearing my throat. I mean, you probably knew that. I don't even know why I said it. <laughs> I don't know when to stop. This is such a weird transition.